Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the 47th edition of Our Multiverse is getting underway for your listening pleasure. Once again. How keep, y'all doing? Keeping it up. Consistency is key. People are like, um, you didn't drop this earlier in the day on Saturday. Well, We're sorry. consistent in that range, okay? <laughs> we, around we the weekend. It's not Friday. It's, it's late Saturday. You know what? You can count on it to get done. That's all that matters. Exactly. Just keep checking. And it's going to get done good. Are your notifications in my opinion. On? Turn on your notifications. I don't know. If that... I don't, I don't know if that works on Anchor or not. I don't know. Hey, whatever they're listening on. They could be listening on Google Pods. Just be paying attention. Spotify. Twitter notifications. There you go. Because you know, we post about multiple, it all the time. We're uh, you know, different streaming services. We are. Shout, so, out to, shout out to all of them. I mean, really, I mean, I just bring give it, shout, I bringing give our it, multiverse. I give the shout out to Anchor. Well, I know, but you know, we never we never acknowledge everyone else. That's because so. we don't know their names. <laughs> <laughs> we I just read them. Like, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we yeah. have made it. Yeah, we got a little bit, a little bit to talk about, like Tamara and Terry. Yeah, we're Start gonna with a, a minute of Seahawk news. Yeah, actually, some NFL thing to talk about. So earlier in the week, so to give kind of context if you haven't you know listened to our Seahawks talk before you know we're Seahawks fans and so we covered like their Go draft Hawks. picks their undrafted free agent signings and one of them was to Marion Terry and a lot of fans were excited for him he was like one of those guys that if it wasn't for COVID he probably would have been like a mid to late round draft pick and we just got to sign him so that was a big deal but everybody was wondering why he fell mm-hmm. in the draft why he did why he went undrafted but oh I mean, some people said, you know, there were personal things. There yes. Were, there was something about him. There was a lot of rumors about him having these personal, you know, issues and these just things. And so, but a lot of people still wanted him. Including us. And we got him. For and a second. Then we released him. So, I believe, I want to say it was Tuesday. I believe Tuesday news came out that Seattle was releasing him and it kind of threw people off guard a little bit. It was like, huh, we're going to have to see what this is about because this seems strange and out of the blue. Yeah, you see his highlights, you see just... And his numbers you get all too. This excitement about it and you just start to get a little bit more excited as we're getting closer and closer. Cam's and going on. All of a sudden he's released and, and I had a few thoughts at first. I was like, man, maybe Freddie Swain just looks great. You yeah. Know? And obviously, Eskridge is going to be a big part. That's why they picked him. And by the way, I heard that Shane Waldron was really big on him. Like, yeah. The reason that they picked him was because of Shane Waldron. Like, I mean, everybody will say, well, yeah, we need another receiver. But no, he's like specifically loved him, which is just what I heard. So, so then I just thought, well, maybe it's just those kind of things. And, you know, and then maybe he just doesn't work as hard and he's not the fit that they wanted yeah but we'll see right next day the very next day in the morning news breaks out that he was one of 11 people indicted on a hmm? 
Indicted. Indicted. I don't know words. <laughs> In a words is hard. English. Don't worry. 2018 murder case. It. Yeah, it's crazy too because I kind of ah. I read a little bit of it and it was just like two different groups. See, this could be. They say he was part of a group that was shooting and another group was shooting back. So basically two groups are just shooting at each other. And they say he was, what I read, it said there were two groups and they were wearing their specific colors. And I'm like, couldn't he just been a guy who was wearing a color there? Just happened to be there? I mean, isn't that a possibility? I mean, yeah. You know, now I'm totally fine with them just, you know, washing their hands of him. I wish they would do that with a lot of guys and I wish they wouldn't have like signed Alden Smith and things like that. Yeah, that whole thing. So, I have no updates on that recently, by the way. I have no clue what's going yeah, on which there. Seems to me like he's gonna be on the team. You know what I mean? So I don't I don't have a problem with that. But I wouldn't be surprised if in a few months he, you know, is told that, you know, he's good, he's cleared or whatever. But it just seemed weird to me that, you know, Seattle, they claim they didn't know about this. If it was it was in 2018. How did you not know that he was possibly a part of this? Like this is probably what everybody else was talking about. So Yeah. It's just it's weird to me the things that they say they put in so much work and, you know, looking into everybody. Like when they drafted Frank Clark, they were confident because they did all the research. And then, and then they signed Alden Smith and then they signed Josh Gordon and they do these things and it's like why do you waste your time why are you wasting your time with these guys just just stop wasting your time with them I mean they, they moved Clark before he did anything on Seattle oh yeah I that's guess another so thing that happened. he but just was that this week also so. maybe yeah, yeah it was because I remember I saw a post like this week has been kind of crazy for the NFL so Frank yeah Clark Frank Clark pulled over yeah he got pulled over no no why why did he get pulled over because all I I'm about saw to look, was I don't remember off the top of my head. He got arrested because when they pulled him over, there was an Uzi sticking out from like under his seat. And I thought, but what did they pull him over for? Like, was he speeding or did they just pull him over for being black? Like, <laughs> because if they only pulled him over for being black, I don't care if he has an Uzi. Was pulled car. over for a vehicle violation south of downtown LA. Okay. So. I, you know, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, that's to me. When very. You not say what it is. Uh, I'm like. Okay, like what did he do? Not put his blinker on. Neither does half the people out a there. Why you, violation. Why you pull him over? So, I'm, I'm just the Frank Clark thing. I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I don't think anybody should have an Uzi. Don't get me wrong, but it's just you're like, but why'd you pull him over for in the first place? Yeah. But hey, you shouldn't have an Uzi. You know, there's certain things that, you know, I'm just like, I don't have uh, sympathy for people. Like, I don't have sympathy for Tamara and Terry if he had anything to do with that. Like, nope, you should never play football, you know. Yeah. Bye-bye, glad Seattle got rid of him. And then I don't have really sympathy for Frank Clark. Why you got a newsie for? And also this uh, track star, whatever her name oh, is. Oh, gosh, yeah, that who, whole you thing. you know, smoked weed because her biological mother died and now they kicked her out the Olympic team. I'm like, I'm sorry, yeah. but I don't have any sympathy for you. That like, was a, a lot you of can, you probably already know what we're talking about. It was pretty big on social media. You can sit there and say what you want. You know, if you don't think weed is that big of a deal or whatever, it doesn't matter. If it's against the rules, it's against the rules. Okay? Right now, it's against the rules. So she's gone, so I don't have any sympathy for her. Now, 
if the outcry, you know, leads to change and they open it up, whatever, I guess, you know, I don't do it. And I'm, I'm not, I don't really care. I'm not involved with uh, Olympic, what, it was track, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't involve myself. I, that's not something I, you know, I just have to pay attention to. And look, track stars have been. It's not a part of my life. Cheating. I guess. Um, a lot of Olympic athletes, I don't, I won't just say track stars because the only reason I said track stars is because that's one of the bigger ones that like we pay. I don't say we like me and you, but America cares about their tracks. Like during the Olympics. You know? yeah. And stuff. yeah. Like that's always a big deal. And so there's been plenty of them who have been either caught cheating or maybe not at the Olympics, but later. And I mean, Michael Phelps, well, was he cheating or was it just weed? Michael Phelps too. That stuff came out later. Yeah, because so I don't think a... it took anything away from him. Then, you know, Lance Armstrong, and that was <laughs> Tour de France stuff. But yep. still, he did Olympic stuff, too. So you got all, you know, these people who get caught doing bad things. I, I guess I shouldn't say bad things. It depends on what you think. Yes, a lot of them are stupid, but they're still there. Just like the NFL has a lot of stupid things in their drug policy. But they're still there. Yeah. So if you do them and you get caught and they suspend you for whatever, well, you got suspended and you got kicked out. You shouldn't have done it. And especially this one, because she knows she shouldn't have did it. Like you can, you can complain all you want. She knows it's something she can't do. She shouldn't do. Yep. And if she didn't know that and you say, oh, well, it was legal in Oregon, then that's just ridiculous. Like that's your own fault. <laughs> you know. So no sympathy. Because I'm mean. <laughs> I guess. But, uh, yeah, let's see. Anything else? Oh, yeah. That... So that whole situation with Terry just, it was very weird and out of nowhere. So, and it's Seattle, so we had to talk about it. And... But I'm excited, getting excited. You know, we're in July. So I'm like, oh, you know, training camp starts, you know, end of this month. Yep. And we're pretty close fantasy football, all that stuff. I mean, oh, just getting more and more pumped. Got to defend my title. I'm taking it. I'm taking it from you. Actually, no, I I don't have... I don't want to say I don't have the confidence this year. It's just anything can happen. That's kind of what I'm looking at now. Like, usually every year I'm talking... Just, just wait till you get your team I'm and talking, then you'll see. Exactly. It's like... I know... Right I'm, now, I'm, there's not a lot to... I mean, besides, like... I mean, me, I'm coming off of the championship season, so I'm kind of like feeling good right but i mean i might get my team and be like well and plus i was looking for this person though i have to look everything over again because now with the 17th game because we were only right. going through 14 weeks or uh, not 14 weeks 14 man why games. do why you gotta do that nfl now we gotta think about that what the heck man <laughs> so now you're gotta, messing up the flow of I our fan. it was perfect things and like we talked about you're gonna have guys that don't play because they're gonna rest, and it could happen oh, later in the season, or it can happen. That's gonna be in the so season. annoying. They'll be like probable, yeah, and, and then it'll be like, scratch. oh, they're not playing, and mm -hmm. you're like, why? This fantasy season is gonna piss people off. They're gonna get so mad. I blame the NFL. Me too. But I also, but the players get some of the blame too because they didn't fight for, you know, put up a good enough fight in the collective bargaining agreement, so they get some some of that blame just a small bit i mean the nfl mainly because they're so greedy and they don't really care but the players you got to protect yourselves yep you know it's like at my work 
talk about it all the time. In training, the trainers would tell us, you, you have to watch your own back because they'll find reasons to, you know, get you fired. And it was like, dang, they're telling you that in training? <laughs> you know? So you just, that's just something you should always do. Just protect yourself. Watch your back. All right. Now, now, now I'm enough. mad at the NFL. That's enough of an intro. That's not, that's not even, that wasn't even the point of this segment. Now you're not, now now you're not excited about fantasy football. Yeah, now, now I'm like, man, this is going to be ridiculous. I just ruined it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. That's what I do. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Let's get let's get started for reals. Yeah. Uh, up next, basketball. All right, back to the playoffs, and one half of the NBA Finals has officially been set. In the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns finished off the LA Clippers in six games. Congratulations. Chris Paul finally, he made it. We just talked about this recently. Yep. How I was like, I can't. If he, he's never even led his team to the finals. How can I put him in my top ten? He just did, and now he And now, he did it in crazy fashion. He went off in the last 41? game. He had 41 points. I'm like, Chris Paul with 41 points, it, that's Was it the game crazy. before that he had 36, or was it the game before that? Yeah, it was the game before that. Yeah, because one, he had like 36 or 39 or whatever, and then he had 41. So, yeah, he was on a mission to say, uh, no, I'm, I'm leading this team there. And congratulations to, you know, everyone on that team, but Monty Williams yeah. also because, you know, we talked about this. We saw that uh, post on Twitter when it showed a picture of them in New Orleans, and I'm like, I forgot that Monty yep, Williams we was both, a coach We were there. both like, we completely forgot that Monty and Chris Paul were together in New Orleans, and now they're... It just made it that much more like, awesome. Fairy tale ending, look at that. Well, like I said to they you... They made it to the promised land. I feel, for as, for as great as I feel for Chris Paul, because, I mean, look, if you don't make it, you don't make it. Injuries, whatever, you know. But you're, the, you're a player, so I don't necessarily feel bad i feel bad when it happens in dramatic fashion right mm -hmm. but with monty williams <clears throat> you know like i said to you when you're a black head coach and you don't have a ton of success like his new the orleans, pedigree yeah his new orleans success was okay but it wasn't great and so they don't get a ton of second chances and even when they do the the leash is short so for him to get another chance, and then he helps lead the Suns to the finals. I mean, that's awesome. I just think it's incredible. Now, that being said, you know, depending on who they play, I might be rooting for them and I might not be. Because <laughs> I'm going for the Hawks still, but they got business to take care of. But, yeah, I mean, something else that came out of that series was the whole Paul George stuff about and he went <laughs> off in game five and they won then all of a sudden people start talking about how he gets scrutinized and criticized more than anybody and it's you know just unfair and i'm like it's ridiculous i watched you know barkley go off about it and Shaq mentioned it too all great players get criticized they always have 
Magic got criticized. Magic got criticized after winning championships. And then when he lost, when they lost to the Celtics and Magic was turning the ball over and missing free throws, they started killing him in LA, calling him tragic magic and just all this stuff, headlines in the paper. They were killing him. He had already won championships. I, I want to say he already had two at the time, but maybe he only had one. But he had already won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had two, I'm pretty sure. And they were killing him. And you're going to get mad because people criticize you. Have you, have you won anything? You know, have you... I what mean, have you done to turn away the criticisms? Exactly. You're, and you're not. You, you, you made the playoffs a few times. And I, nice. And I like Paul George. <laughs> I used to love Paul George, but you know, recently he's been getting on my nerves. It, so he's kind of made me kind of go, okay, you know, you're you're getting a little annoying. <laughs> but I would love really to annoying. see him just go out there and play, not. And not say things. Some people will say, I mean, I think even Shaq said he wasn't the one who like started saying it. They asked him and he just answered a question. And that's kind of true. And his answer, you I know. didn't mind his answer. It was the other. It players. was everybody else. Yeah. It was like Boogie mm -hmm. when they asked him, uh, who they asked Ty Lue. I think he was someone else. Well, did they ask Pat Bev? Oh, I, I don't, I know I Boogie. Not, I I don't listen to anything Boogie says, and I'll listen to anything that Beverly says. So if they talk to them, I wouldn't know because I would. I no, I, I remember because we out. we both watched that video, and I remember Boogie, and you said something about what Boogie said because it was just kind of like, what the heck? I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm sure it was something dumb. <laughs> it's Boogie, so. Which, by the way, I got it. Somebody on I, somebody yeah. on Twitter put a thing with Boogie, Embiid, and Jokic, and it said. Who would you take? Could you have Prime Boogie or would you take Embiid or Jokic? And I'm like, this isn't even a question. Who are you? Somebody needs to backhand you because that's ridiculous. You can look at the points and the stats all you want. What did his team ever do? He's garbage. Don't don't sit there and put him with guys who have no. led their teams to playoffs yeah. and won series with a guy who didn't do nothing. Nothing. Guy, an MVP. <laughs> an MVP now in... And the guy Jokic. who was, what, number two? And a lot of people thought Probably, yeah. should have been with, with Cousins just because of some statistics when he had no actual team Accolades. success. And don't say, well, his team sucked. You're, if you're the best player on the team, you should be able to lift them at least to an you're, eight you're seed. The, if yeah. you're that good, to, and, and Embiid and Jokic are that good. But Boogie was not ever that good nope don't don't let statistics fool you kids anyways sorry boogie I, I completely <laughs> forgot he was even on the clippers until i watched like a couple of the games and like i see him check in i'm like boogie's on the clippers yeah like i didn't even know that where's he been he's just been boogieing oh well he got hurt a couple of times i know that boogie but yeah boogie. i thought was funny but yeah congrats to phoenix that's great Thank you for taking the Clippers out. That was the last. I wonder if they're going to have like they should have Suns and Four guy bring him out on the court or some do something with him or or I wonder if they put him like on the jumbotron you know at the beginning of games you know like when they're doing like getting the crowd hyped for yeah. the intro they maybe they have him for a game what I don't know who would have home court so but whatever their first game at home is Suns yeah. and Four guys should be you have like uh the Seahawks before a game, someone come in and do the flag or whatever, whatever Phoenix does, yep. just have that guy do it. 
Oh, man, the crowd would go crazy. They would. That would be hilarious. I would love that. Do it. Please do that. Cowards. All right. Enough for the Western Conference. Go for them. Phoenix is in the finals. And now to the other series. Bucks are leading the Hawks 3-2 in Game 6, which is... Game 6 is going on right now, I should say. They're in the second quarter. We're following the score as we're recording. Giannis... Giannis and Trae Young both picked up injuries. Giannis is not playing right now, but Trae Young is back after missing two games. Yeah, he missed two. He missed games four and five. Giannis, Giannis just got injured, right, in game five? He, uh, no. Or was he it game four? He got injured in game four. Yeah, because they won without him. No, was it game four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they... They were uh, they were beating them in in game four without Trey, yeah. And then he went out, and then they finished it, and then yeah, the yeah, Bucks yeah. won okay. game five without him. Yep, you're right. But uh, oh, there was something I was just gonna say about that. Uh, filler, 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 filler. But yeah, Trey, <laughs> <laughs> speak, boy. Your father's thinking. Uh, I can't remember. They're. I lost. I, I my believe train they're back in Atlanta for this game. Milwaukee's up, so obviously Atlanta fighting for their lives, fighting for their shot. Nate and the boys. Yeah, and I thought that the Bucks did a really good job of winning Game Five, even though I, I was pretty shocked because I didn't think Buttholes could Buttholes <laughs> or whatever his name is could get could coach his team up. There because, it is. I called it because. What, what, how do you say You're his name? Say, it's not Buttholzer? It's Budenholzer. That's what I said. That guy's just not the best coach, but, I mean, hey, he could end up being a coach of a, <laughs> of a world champion. Yeah, maybe. But he wouldn't be the first okay coach to win a championship. Just saying. But, I mean, I'm hoping he doesn't. I want the Hawks to, you know, come back in this game, force the game seven, take care of it, and go, because that's who I, I want to win. I want to see Nate. Coach the team to the finals. Having Nate versus Monty Williams would be awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, I just, because of Nate, I want the Hawks to win. But uh, I was listening to sports radio a little bit ago, actually. And, and I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't even know what show was on. <laughs> it was just on the station when I got in my car. So the guy was saying that, you know, Giannis wasn't going to be in this game and he doubts he'll be in the next game. And how he feels that with that injury, you know, he doesn't see Giannis playing before, you know, like game three of the finals if they were, were to win. And then he said that the Hawk or the Bucks need to win this game so they can rest up and, you know, not have to worry about the finals starting until Tuesday. Because if, it, if they end it tonight, finals will start Tuesday. If they end it, in game seven, the finals would start on Thursday. At least that's what the guy said. We don't know. And I was sources. thinking, yeah, I just was. I, <laughs> it's the weekend. There's always somebody random on the stations on the weekend. <laughs> you're just like, oh, you're listening to this guy today from whatever. But uh, I thought to myself, like, and I'm not saying the Bucks should feel this way. The Bucks should want to take care of it, handle their business, finish the game. But for me, sitting back, I'm like, you want them to, they should want to finish it. Not they should, but 
like your fan base or whatever, as long as you win it, win it in seven. So you give Giannis more time to rest. Mm-hmm. So he's available for more games in the finals. Because you, you need, need that. You need him specifically for the finals. Like you can't go against Phoenix without Giannis for at least two games. Like that's yeah. I mean, I just think it's over before it even starts. So and I, like I said, I'm not saying the Bucks should be like, oh, well, we're we shouldn't want to win this game. No, of course you should. And I, you you have a chance to win and clinch. You do it. You handle it. But just in the long run, like it would just to me, it would just be better for them to win it in seven. But of course, you don't try to do that. So, buttholes, buttholeser should not tell his team that. Hopefully, he coached them up. They're doing a good job. They're up forty to thirty-five right now. So, but that's still close, and you're in Atlanta. Yeah. So, you know, it's been interesting. We, we watched series. Atlanta before. They could get hot at when they get hot. It's almost unstoppable. They can go crazy. Well, yeah, and that's happened how many times in the playoffs where one of the teams just suddenly gets crazy hot? And, I mean, that happens every year. You know, that's the thing about close games. If you got a chance to put an opponent away, you have to. Again, the Bucks. if you can win this, you have to win it. But every time I look up now, Atlanta's got more points. It's a 40 to 37 <laughs> now. So they're, you know, they're rolling right now. So, I mean, yeah. it's a They're coming back. Hopefully, you know, it's still a tight game. That would be for that if it was a so then when we're done recording this we can go watch it exactly (laughs) that's kind of what i'm thinking so something else basketball wise i wanted to get to and i just kind of stumbled upon this i was looking on twitter right before we came down and gary payton was trending you know i love me some gp so i click on it and it was somebody was talking somebody posted this is at the LeBron factory, and why did it just disappear? LeBron James. And dang it, where did it go? I, why did my feed just refresh? I didn't press no buttons. Come on to Twitter. So the LeBron factory said in 2004, or people are saying LeBron wouldn't last in the 90s. So 2004, rookie LeBron giving the vet the glove, the business, argu- arguably the best defender of the 90s. And it's highlights of rookie LeBron going at Gary Payton. So their comments and there's some people, you know, like LeBron's so great. And, da, 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 da. and then other people are saying, you know, that was 14th year Gary Payton. That was Gary Payton on the Lakers. That, mm-hmm. And that's true. And then so, there were some people were saying crazy stuff. He wasn't even one of the best defenders of the nineties. Of course like, there were. Uh, yeah, he was. He's the best defensive. He won a defensive player of the year award. But that does, they don't care about as a that. point guard. They're, they're morons and they don't understand how you play defense. And <laughs> obviously they have no idea. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'm looking at it and well, f- first of all, let's, let's talk about a couple other things. LeBron is way bigger than Gary Payton. So the fact six, Kobe, eight, six, nine, so Kobe didn't play in that game, right? Because he was injured. That was the one thing about that Lakers team was Carl Malone missed half the season and Shaq and uh, Kobe both missed about 20 games, 15 to 20 games. Gary Payton was the only one out of those four to play all 82. He was actually the glue of that team that year. And then when the playoffs started, he kind of, I don't want to, I'm not saying they iced him out. I don't mean that. In a sense, Kobe did. 
Like I remember watching it and Kobe would always run up to get the ball, even though Peyton would be standing right there to, you know, take the inbounds mm-hmm. and Kobe would run back and demand the ball. And I'm just like, man, you're not letting, you know, GP play. Like he was so huge to your guys' season. Anyways, that I went off on a tangent. <laughs> but in this game, LeBron scored 32, Peyton scored 30, and the Lakers won. Now, granted, I know that's rookie LeBron James, uh-huh. but you're talking about GP in his 14th year. At that time, he wasn't the glove of old, but he was still good. I'll also never forget a defensive play he made against the Spurs uh, in, was it the Western Conference Finals? <clears throat> Tony Parker's going up for this drive, and it just looks like it's going to be, you know, Peyton's there, and you're just like, oh, you know, this is going to be a, a tough defended layup. And he just he just took the ball straight from him. Like, he, he goes up, and next thing you know, Peyton has the ball, and he's going the other way. And you're just like, what just happened? I mean, he just just straight took just it snatched from it. him. I was like, that was a great defensive play, because, I mean, it was just him. He's coming back, and Parker's on a fast break. It's just, you know, him against Peyton. One on one, and Tony Parker's a quick and a damn good. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer, right? Guard, and he just he just snatched it from him. So he was still a solid defender, but he wasn't. You know, he wasn't all defensive team anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's rookie LeBron. But I'm just like, come on, guys. Like, I'm not. I'm not arguing the you know LeBron wouldn't last in the '90s because I've never said that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's funny that for some reason. Gary's, you know, trending because people are dumb. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to talk about that for a second. Let people know Gary Payton is one of the greatest of all time. And and LeBron's the greatest of all time. <laughs> nah, he's, he's third. <laughs> nah, he's in, he's in the conversation. You know, he's definitely one of the goats. So, oh, okay. So you mentioned goats. So... If you listen to this pod, you goat. know who his goat is, and you know mine is Larry Bird. So I don't know if everybody heard the new Larry Bird story that came out. Uh, maybe oh, this boy. is – I mean, it's old, obviously. Oh, wait. But I don't know. Told me about? Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I had never heard this one, and I've heard so many of the Gary Payton's – or Gary Payton, Larry Bird stories. Oh, Still, still on Gary G- Payton. I know. Yeah. I can't get GP out of my mind. But I've heard so many of the Larry Bird trash-talking stories. It's just – I mean, numerous times. So this new one came out that I'd never heard. So Jamal Mashburn was talking about when the team select went up against, you know, the the college players went up against the dream team. And so I'm sure everybody knows that story. 92 dream team. They played some college guys kind of to warm up before the Olympics. And the first time they played them, the college team won. But... Chuck Daly barely played Jordan in that, and he was doing weird things. And so Mike Krzyzewski always said that Chuck Daly threw that game. He did it purposely to show them, to show the players that they could lose at any time. But anyway, so they had won that game, and they were all like leaving or whatever and going to you know, hotel rooms or whatever, and they were all going to be back the next day to play. So Jamal Mashburn is there, and Rodney Rogers. Uh, I don't remember how many, I don't know how many of you remember Rodney Rogers, but he was a very solid, you know, NBA player for years. And 
you know, he played for North Carolina and he was obviously a star. He's on you know, the, the select team playing the dream team. So, I mean, he was Bird, worthy enough to go there, right? I mean, he, that says he's, something. He's walking with by Bird and Magic is within earshot. And Roger says to Larry Bird, like, oh, man, you know, you, you ain't hitting a jump shot since 1984. And Bird's just kind of like, huh. Okay. And Mashburn's just saying that he didn't really think anything of it. But the next day and the next game that they played where the Dream Team demolished them, that Magic came down court and gave the ball to Bird like eight or nine times in a row. And every time Bird told Rogers what he was going to do before he did it, and then he did it and scored eight or nine times in a row. <laughs> and I'm telling you, these are the reasons why Bird is the goat to me. Like these stories, oh, if you hear these stories, you're just like, what? Who does this? And and they're true. Like, again, I, I really the, the main one to me is the left-handed game. Yeah. I mean, he played an NBA game more than half of it with his offhand just because. Who does that? <laughs> like, it's the greatest story ever. I love it. Bird is the goat. Anyways, I think that's enough of our... Had, had to make the case one more time? Yes. For Bird. <laughs> it is great. Well, I mean, it was something that came up this week. So, yeah, yeah, it was. Know. It was. It fits. You know. It counts. Yes, sir. All right. Up next. Wait, what? We got nothing else to add, right? Uh, nope. Bucks and Hawks playing. We'll see if the Bucks clinch the finals or if we're going to get a game seven from that. Phoenix, Phoenix is waiting for whoever. 40 with 126 left in the second. All right, up next, pro wrestling. Back onto that pro wrestling talk. You know you love it. I know I do. Don't deny it. Give in to your feelings. Of course, we talked about more last week. Uh, Money in the bank around the corner. They're setting up the the matches, some in- interesting stuff to talk about there. First, uh, another just separate match added. Bianca Belair and Bailey are fighting again for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Yay! In an I, I mean, what? It's in an I Quit match. <laughs> I and I'm like, I like them both so much. Stop doing this. You know, it's funny. We talked about how you know they're about to go on the road, and that that um, pay per view is going to be in front of fans. Yeah, and so, we so I mean, that's kind of some. Well, you know, we talked about some things starting new, but other things aren't. And so, if anything, you really hope that a lot of these things that have been multiple, you know, matches, that this is really the end of the it. blow off. Like, get get it over with, and let's move on because, you know, we we don't want. I mean, it's still no matter no matter what. This is always going to. The last year and a half, that's the pandemic era, right? That's yes. What's, it's going to be known for that. And you don't want you don't want to keep that going. You want to move away from it as quickly as you can. So if you got to have one more match, you know, whatever, however many matches that we have at Money in the Bank that we've seen before, not just before, but in the pandemic, mm-hmm. then let's just, this has to be the last one. Yeah. And if it's not, then, man, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Hopefully it is because, you know, you want, like, SummerSlam is a pay-per-view after, so you really want to 
make sure you're getting all your matches some some hype and steam behind them. Yep, exactly. It's like okay, but like I said, like them both. I do not need this match again. Uh, addition was made to the women's ladder match. A returning Zelina Vega, who was a part of one of the, or no, she just got released on her own. Yeah. A while back, you know, there that was a very controversial situation. But then rumors sparked that they were bringing it back in, and then boom, on SmackDown, she made her return and was announced to be in the women's ladder match for the show, which is great. It is great. I just it's so weird to me because you know you released Aleister Black. And so I'm like, they're not, I just wonder how long this is going to last. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't think they have to, you know, be on the same show. Obviously like Adam Cole and Britt Baker aren't on the same show. Yeah. But it just seemed weird because like once he got released, then I just felt like, all right, they're going to go off together and do something. But, you know, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do. They're their own, they're still individuals and you're going to do what's best for you. But I just hope that they do right by her and it just doesn't become any kind of issue where no she she got a loss already but i don't have a problem with that (laughs) i i don't either i don't either was it a good match i didn't watch it oh then we don't know (laughs) but i i know what it's doing because they're still it was to live morgan they're still doing because they didn't announce Liv Morgan to be in yet, but they're giving her a babyface push. Like it's after last week, and then seeing this again, I'm like, okay, they're going in on a babyface push. Because you got to win last week. I think the week before also she won, and then she won again. So three wins in a row. So I'm like, okay, so they're probably just giving her some momentum going into Money in the Bank. Get get at least some hope up that she could, because she's gonna be in. That yeah, you know. She could be a babyface contender to win it. I think a lot of people like Liv Morgan. Yeah, so I mean, I, what's that to like? She's a good wrestler. Yeah. She's got a good character. They tried to kind of mess it up there. They did that whole <laughs> thing, and then they just had her lose. Yeah. And it was like, what was the point of that? And then she kind of, you know, went She had back. to go back with Ruby. And now she's getting, you know, the push on her own that she should have got. They just should have never changed her character. should have just given yeah. her the push. But, yeah, I mean... I don't have any problems with her. She has Yep. She has really good ability. Maybe she's not at the level of some of the women, but at the same time, when you don't get as many chances to keep working and, you know, to showcase it, you're not gonna be better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Then you'll never really know, right? Yeah. And you ha- you know, if you don't get twenty minute matches against the Charlottes and the Sashas and the Baileys and I mean, even the Natalias, you know. Yeah, you know, the respected veterans and Right, like how are all you that? really supposed to improve? But she's, she is good. She's good enough for me to, you know, I'll be fine with whatever they do with her in terms of a, a strong push, not like whatever, like barrier. But if, if she won money in the bank, I'd be fine. Yeah, I'd be down for that. But yeah, so she came, Zelina came back, she lost to Liv, and I was like, like at first I was like, that's kind of weird, but I know what they're doing, so I'm not going to complain about it. I see, I see what's going on. He's on to you. <laughs> so this week, for the men's side, you have two people uh, qualified. Uh, the Raw 
superstars are set. Drew McIntyre qualified for the ladder match officially. And then yeah, I'll run yeah. like why? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Sorry, I love you, Drew, but I mean there's still time to do a thing where, you know, you take him out somehow, but I don't think they're gonna do that. I just I hate it so much that they put people who do not need the briefcase in the match. It's it doesn't matter how much I like the person. Like you don't need the briefcase. Why are you here? Just to piss everyone off? <laughs> and not in a good way. Like I yes, there are you know, you do things in wrestling sometimes you're trying to get that kind of reaction. But that's the wrong kind of hate. Like especially for for Drew. Like you're not supposed to feel like that about Drew. Exactly. Like you make people do that and they can't help it because they know he doesn't need to be in there and he doesn't need the briefcase. So why is he even here? And the whole time you're going to sit there like just don't let Drew win just don't. even though you might love Drew but you don't want him to win and if if he's the one who climbs and takes it you're just going to be like why did we have this ladder match then it does yeah it endings can spoil things as you know we know with a lot of different matches movies whatever it is like it could be great but it's not as great when you botch the ending yep <laughs> you know so don't don't do this but yeah he's officially in and kevin owens on smackdown got in see i was shocked about that for a number of reasons he you know sammy beat him so you're thinking okay this is sammy's time right then K ko said he wasn't gonna be he was taking some time off yeah he got the tweet and then they they announce his match and then he wins the match i'm like so he's not taking time off like it's weird what it's a weird situation i mean i think for the sammy Zayn case it wasn't you know it was a last minute standing match so he didn't have to take a pin in this i want to go back and watch the match because i'm sure yeah but it was probably pretty good but yeah like you get the pay-per-view win and you're like oh you know same as with the win on pay-per-view you know, oh, that's kind of good for him. They don't normally do that. And then he just kind of, I, I get he's the heel. And so, you right. know, it's like Kevin Owens, the baby face going over again, you know, but still. Well, and I don't, I know we talked about this. He and, just turns you know, around and I loses right away. KO only had the one title run, but I still don't think he needs the briefcase either. He is a main eventer. He is. You know, so he doesn't need it where Sammy does. So. He should Could be you imagine Sami Zayn and like this character he's got going on with, with the, briefcase? the briefcase? Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. Exactly. Dang it, now I'm mad because now it's a <laughs> I just pictured it and I'm like, oh no, I it just hit me. How he would come out. Dang it. And you, you know I was not even a fan of Sami Zayn until this whole character started. This, when, when him and KO started, when they had got back together and this character came out, that's when I started like, Okay, I can get behind this guy. Like before that, I did not like Sami Zayn. I remember, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, like you guys just botched the perfect opportunity to have him in there. Now, I mean, is there still time for him to get in? Or There's two spots, but they already announced the matches for him. Yeah, so so you know, he, he's not getting in. Just, um, I mean, unless they do like a thing I proposed with Drew with KO, maybe he takes out attacks yeah. KO or something. So I guess there's still a chance. I'm I'm. 
No I'm not going to bet no on it. No offense to KO, but I'm rooting for that. Because if you ask me who I like better, I like KO better. I like KO. I like, I've always liked Sammy, but I like KO better. Yeah, but I just think that, like we thought, I think Sammy would need the briefcase, whereas KO doesn't. And just him with it is just, Man, that would be just Oh my gold. gosh, that would be uh, amazing. So yeah. Dang it. Sorry, KO. I, well, I wasn't I hope, even I wasn't I even upset about I wasn't even upset about KO winning at I'm first, but now I'm like to uh, ruin your life. <laughs> I was I was satisfied. I was like, okay, nope. whatever. No. Nope. And now I'm like, man. And then your dad crushes your dreams. And then and then we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Those last two matches, uh, they'll be next week, the final spots on SmackDown. Baron Corbin versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the 50 millionth time in a row. So yeah, that's the only problem I have is that they just have those guys fighting so much. Never just get. I, I want Shinsuke in there, please. It'd be, yeah, you know, I prefer okay. Shinsuke okay. right okay. now. I prefer Shinsuke also, but I wouldn't mind Corbin, and the reason why was because they they screwed his first month, his his win the oh, first time. Oh, I rem. Oh, he, you remember me during that. Yeah, exactly. He should have won the title. Like I was I mad. There's so many people that don't like Corbin, but I have no problem with Corbin. I think he's a great. Bro, I love the lone I wolf character. He's a solid wrestler. He's you know he's big. He's got some oh my different, gosh you know moves and things that he does. I appreciate Baron Corbin. Yep. And I thought they just totally screwed him. I was so upset when he didn't get a real cash in and didn't win the championship. So for for. Even though I don't really like what he's been doing lately, I just think you can fix this. He's about to be a happy Corbin. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it would be awesome. But I would rather see Shinsuke in the match. But I, you know, I'm not going to be mad if Corbin got in. I, with what they've been doing lately, it'd be it wouldn't make I wouldn't like it if Shinsuke just all of a sudden like lost, lost. this match and wasn't in Money in the Bank. Like you're doing all this, they gave him the crown officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing all this stuff, and then he's just gonna lose to Baron Corbin all of a sudden again. Like, well, he has the crown. Maybe that's the still thing. like I'm, that's I know, I'm just, no, but that isn't that total WWE thing. That is a total well, day to thing. The crown, so but he's gonna get in the money. <laughs> yeah, today. right. They would but, do that. Yeah, like you said, it makes more sense for Shinsuke to win. And then the other match will be Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, and I'm, boom. Yeah, we both want Cesaro to win that. That's that's the last thing I'm banking on. Like, just get Cesaro in there. And I'm excited for Money in the Bank. It's like I told you. I mean, I we what if are, not, what I'm going to have about? a problem. We want Cesaro to win it. We want Seth to fight Roman mm -hmm. at uh, SummerSlam. And then either Seth wins it and then Cesaro comes out or Cesaro just comes out during it and cashes in and gets it. Like, that's just the perfect SummerSlam. Like, it, I don't care what else you guys do. If you give me that, I'm happy. That'd be great. All right. Let's see what they do about that. Um, just quick note about AEW. Their next uh, Dynamite. They're finally going to be back on the road officially. They're, they're not going too far. Just they're just going down to Miami, again. but they're starting a tour again. So that's pretty exciting. And they get to do that. It's exciting for those people that want to go watch wrestling in person. Yes. Still not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> And then, unfortunately, over on AEW and NXT, uh, during a couple matches, we had some injuries picked up, which kind of sucked to watch. Uh, on Dynamite, uh, there was a 
woman's tag match with Burt Baker and oh, her friend yeah, Rebel. Rebel came in to save a pinfall, and like she landed down, and she like she landed down. She landed down. She like dove down to break it up, and she couldn't like get back up. I noticed like she went down, and Nyla Nyla Rose was in the match, so she tried to like pick her up to take her out, but like Rebel couldn't stand. So Nyla just kind of had to like help drag her a little bit so Rebel could go outside the ring and be away from everybody. And then you could see like in the background after the match, you could see like trainers with her on the ramp. She was still on the ground. That sucks. She uh apparently she got a dislocated kneecap, unfortunately. So Ow. Yeah, that's I heard that I'm like, ah, knee injuries just sound like the worst. Yes, I agree. That's too bad. Hopefully, quick recovery. And segueing over to NXT, there was a mixed tag match. It was the tag match. Mercedes, yeah. Jake Eilis against uh, Xia Li and uh, Boa, who's the other person with uh, oh, Xia yeah, Li yeah, and yeah. the mm-hmm. other lady. So, it was that like the, I think it was towards the end of the match. I couldn't tell. So Mercedes and Xia Li are going at it, and Xia Li goes for like a spinning heel kick. And like just rocks her, like <laughs> legit. Like it was. Oh my gosh! I like, had to see this. So like Mercedes just drops to the ground, and Xia like hooks the leg, but like Mercedes like she's basically knocked out. Like her shoulders, like she couldn't like physically put them down on the mat. They were just like, like Xia hooked the leg, and her shoulders were already up. So like she kind of vaguely tried to move her arm, but. You could tell something was off, so the ref, like, kind of stepped in, and we saw the X thrown up. So, I think they yeah, said she got I a concussion. Just, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, my word! Yeah, dang, she got her good. It was like I remember when it happened initially. I was kind of like looking down. I wasn't paying attention, so I looked up and I had to watch the replay, and I was like. Oh, that is like please be okay, but yeah, she was out. Yeah, and I I believe she got a concussion immediately. Like, yeah, like she goes to hook the leg, and it's just like Mercedes is not all there. When she's going down, you can tell she's out. Yeah, it was not pretty to watch. It was not a good look. I hated to see that. So hopefully she bounces back quickly. That kind of sucks for her. I know in particular she's been on, like so she's been a staple weekly on NXT as well. Watch when when it connects. Did you see how she went down? You can totally yeah. She kind of like that. She, she didn't like. Out. You know, nor, when and they go down, fell. they normally like put themselves out to make sure they're good. Yeah, she fell and head she first. Couldn't. She just fell straight on her head, which that probably made it worse. Ugh, man. Yeah, it was bad. And that's the thing, you know, again, we talk about wrestling and, you know, it being, you know, it's like a great action scene in a movie. It's choreographed, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you're off. Yep. (laughs) And it can be bad, you know. And I mean, I'm sure she's going to be okay, but still, it's not, nobody wants to get kicked in the head. No. And concussed, so, but yeah, hopefully she, again... Like a rebel makes a quick recovery and 
just, you know, doesn't doesn't worry about it too much. I mean, I'm sure they don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they've had way worse on the indies and things like that. Probably. And, and you know, just coming up in the business. They all bounce back. Definitely. Hopefully, good luck to them. Now over to NXT. Some matches announced for this next episode. Their Great American Bash special. Special. Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. They're going to defend their titles against the team of Zoe Stark and Io Shirai. That are just... I don't know. They had a match a while back. And it's just kind of like a respect thing that brings them together for this. It's weird. Yeah. Hopefully Candice and Indy win. Yeah, exactly. I, I could that's see it being thing. a good match, but to me, it's just... It will be. Yeah, that's all it's there for, to be a good match yeah. and for them to retain. And then, Cameron Grimes and LA Knight, they're going to go one-on-one for the million-dollar title. And if LA said he'd give it the match, but if he wins, Cameron Grimes basically becomes his Virgil. <laughs> that's not what they said. Uh... But, but that's, that's immediately what I thought. I was like, so he's just going to be your Virgil. I kind of want to see that, I to know, be quite I, honest. I know. It's like, I know you love Cameron Grind, So I know that, you know, there's a party that wants him to win mm-hmm. very badly. But my first thought was, I want to see that. <laughs> At first, when they brought it back and he won, I'm like, he should, like, bring back Virgil to get, like, some heat on him or something, you mm-hmm. know, copying Ted or whatever. But I'm like, oh, just do that. He just beats Grimes again, and now Grimes is just his Virgil. And you, I, can, you can keep the story going with it, too, and everything. I, yep, and then eventually they have they fight again. He j- well, Grimes just snaps on farther him. Farther down the road. Maybe at a takeover, who a knows? Months, you know, maybe even longer than a few months. Let it go for a, a decent amount of time where people almost just kind of forget about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't even really tease it much. Yep. Like, maybe at first you do it tease it but then you then he falls in line and then you just just let it marinate but yeah i immediately thought when they said you know they they called him just being his butler but i'm like you're just going to be his virgil let's be real we all know this that's awesome let's see that um nxt announced they're bringing back the breakout tournament in a couple weeks which is kind of how we got introduced to guys like bronson reed cameron grimes isaiah swerve scott and That's those right, names. Huh? So, yeah, we're going to get another one of those coming awesome. up. And speaking of Swerve. Swerve, Swerve. On swerve. NXT, Isaiah Swerve Scott won the North American Championship. He defeated Bronson Reed in the main event. T-Town represent. Swerve is champ, and I'm so happy about it. It's awesome. Congratulations. We've been wondering, like, man, they need to do something with them or, or just move him up because, you know, he's not getting – I mean, he had a few title shots, but it was just mm-hmm. like, man, he's so good. He deserves a title. And now he's then got you, his crew. You got you gave him hit row, the title, which I love, and now he's champion. I'm like, yes, let's go. He's firing on all cylinders right now. This is great. And now with that – with uh, rumors lately, Bronson's probably done. If yeah. I had to guess, in it NXT, looks like he's getting called up because yeah, they must they must have liked him on main event a lot. They're like, oh, get rid of the belt, you're coming. <laughs> yep, we need you here ASAP. Which you know, could be good. 
Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? You hope. Like I was saying to you, I don't think he's a super superstar. You know what I mean? Obviously, mm-hmm. they're all superstars, right? But I don't think he's a world champion. But he could be, you know, a guy who's has some matches for the. I brought up how uh, for the title. Maybe he could fight like Sheamus because Sheamus is the or Apollo. Yeah, they're he, the heel champions. He's a baby face as yeah, of right he's now. A, he's a who knows mid card champion. <laughs> who knows what they brought up? Dijakovic and made him T bar. So who knows what they're going to do with oh, Bronson no. Reed? Man, he should be so awesome on the freaking main roster with his with his Dijakovic name, not T bar. But uh, because he's a guy who I could see winning the world title it i mean not right now obviously because he's t-bar but you know if they didn't do what they did with them but reed right now i just see him as he, he could be a mid-card champion and he could be a good heel who you know gets a chance a, t- a title shot or two but just doesn't actually ever win it or not yet not anytime soon right just, i think maybe I down the line right now that doesn't mean he can't become that. Yeah. Just what I see right now. Like eventually maybe he gets over and the people are like, we want to see him as champion. But you know, I am impressed that kind of thing. because if you go back, you know, a couple years or maybe even just a year, I think he's just come a long way just oh, yeah. from then. So, you know, he's just on NXT. It has been crazy. Exactly. So he could, he could definitely make me change my mind in a year or two. But let's just see what they do with them. Yeah. Always the fear, right? Always has been, always will be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, end of his reign, although I mean kind of unfortunate for him in a sense. He didn't really get to do too much with his reign. But to but be honest, I don't care. And they're gonna do something with him, then who cares? You yeah. Know? Just as long as they plus swerve is champion, so I'm like, you know what, whatever. Anything I love it. in AEW? Um, because the there was the Jungle Boy setting, match was last week, right? Yeah, they already they did the Jungle Boy match. I'm saying we talked about that, right? I think I don't think it happened because I think yeah, because last week they did it on a Saturday, and I think we had to record on last Friday. That's right. So we didn't. So we talk didn't talk about, about it. Yeah, Kenny Omega. And Jungle Boy had their world title match, and Kenny... And I still forgot to watch the match. Retained. Because <laughs> I heard... I kept hearing it was really good, and I'm like, it was I really have good. to watch it myself. And I love watching Kenny. He's so good. But, but uh, yeah. I like that, you know, Christian came out. I kind of said to you that I wanted that to happen. and Or maybe I even said it on the pod. I think I did. I think I said that I wanted it to end with him, like, coming out, you know, at the end and... You well, know. I don't know. After this week, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that's what I wanted to see in that, and they and yeah. they did it. But yeah, it looks like Hangman's getting the next shot. Yep, they he was kind of promo saying like he's beaten almost everybody. Oh, and he totally you know. deserves a shot. So Simon yes. on what culture wrestling was talking about that. I was watching the video, and he was saying that you know, I guess one of the things they talk about a lot with Adam Page is that he doesn't have he has a fear of failure Mm -hmm. and i don't necessarily like that i kind of think it's stupid but i like what simon was saying it was like because he has this fear of failure and you build up this match with him and kenny and everybody you know knows how great hangman is 
But he's like, but you have him lose. Because just think of how devastating that is. And first, first of all, everybody would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he lost, right? Yeah. And then he, you would send him into this like kind of a spiral and just what they could do to get him back up. And I'm like, he's right. Like, that's way better than if he, he could, wins. but I feel like that's kind of what they've done already. But not really. I don't think he was ever on the actual level to actually get the title, not the world title. So now he gets up there and he loses. Then he has to build his way back up. Because when did he, he wasn't, I mean, was he, you, you feel he was building his way back up or he was just building his no, way I, up? No, the, the whole spiral thing and him coming back up and reaching that level. I feel like yeah, but he was never on that level necessarily. Not, what? Because he already gotten he was already he had he the title shot initially, right? Initially. But then he moved on, and right. then he was, you know, he was a champion for a little while, and then he he got lost in the shuffle. Oh, okay, all right, I see what you're saying. And it's like I like it. It's not that like it's bad, but I'm kind of like I feel like that's. Part of it has already been done. But but how was he handling that? Like, was he in a spiral? You know what I mean? Or were you just not seeing it? You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. There's a difference of, okay, they're not, he's not in those matches. But was it a constant talked about thing that he was struggling because he's not? Yeah, it, it wasn't doing it. You know what I mean? Like, every that's what time, I mean, but that, that storyline to where. They're, you know, kind of what they tried to do with Cena when he lost to The Rock, but it didn't work. Yeah. Where they're kind of like, oh, you know, he just can't, can't believe that he and, lost. And then he beat Brock. And it was so stupid. It was like, he's beaten a bunch of people. Like, why are you guys doing this? Like, it didn't make sense. Like, it only makes sense when it's done well. This would be done well, I feel, if they did it that way. Now, I, I don't mind if Hangman wins. Like, initially, I thought. That was my thought. Like when they fight, Hangman's gonna win. But when he said it, I was just kind of like, you know what? I like that. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. <laughs> I like what that could become, and it could. I think it makes if they if they did it that way. You know, we talk about making somebody a superstar, right? People can be stars with the belt on them. Well, how do they become a superstar? It's the story and the climb, right? And if it's done perfectly, oh, I mean, they become the man right they yeah. become one of the best in that they're i mean they just shoot through the roof and i feel like that could do that for him whereas if they fight at what's the next one all out. out all out uh, you've had to tell me that like four times <laughs> if they fight at all out and he wins i think it's great and it's big but i don't think it's as big as he loses and then has to and they do a specific storyline where he's you know that's constantly brought up and just constantly talked about. And then he has to climb back up and Kenny's digging at him for it. And other people are saying it, you know, I just kind of almost like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Type do type deal. So anyway, maybe. All right. That's it for pro wrestling. But yeah, that's all the wrestling. And now to MCU of next. Well, before we get to MCU, we're, we've been talking about this, <laughs> talking it through the, the Kenny and, and hangman stuff and we're like jalen's saying you know there's still plenty of time before all out so i'm like yeah i guess they could do that same storyline they could just if he comes out 
and he's saying that he wants the match and maybe he even confronts Kenny. Kenny can just say to him, oh, you're not worthy. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. All the other elite guys could come out. They can start, you know, getting on his case and they could just be a weak thing, you know, all the way up until whenever they want to officially announce the match. So I think they got enough time to build it up. So they still got like, well, I think I'm going so on. So Jalen said, Simon was wrong. <laughs> I, just, I like kidding. Simon. I just don't. He didn't say that. Like I said, part of it would feel kind of recycled I in like, a sense. I like both. But, but yeah, I I like, you know, what they're doing right now. They're still, you know, it's still the slow building. Like on the last Dynamite, because uh, I said they started kind of planning the seats for it. It wasn't even Hangman. It was yeah, the, it Dark was the Dark Order. Yeah, they came that. out and kind of advocated for him. And Kenny said what he said. And then later, they show Hangman going backstage like, yo, why'd you guys what do are you that? doing? He's like, you know, first, I remember I caught a while back when he was doing an interview with the Dark Order. They asked him a question about Kenny, and he just straight avoided it, him and the Elite. And I was like, okay, so he just, you know, he's still down but, on that from the I whole split. But I will say that, that, you know, you're saying that I, I'm still, I think I'm still, I'm, I'm still kind of in Simon's corner here. Mm. I'm fine with it the other way. They, they have time. But. What he's saying is, okay, just like you talked about, he was avoiding it. He was doing all this. Then, I mean, they build it up and, and they're just ragging on him and he's just, he's going to do it and everybody's behind him. And then he loses. Like, oh, I, I, but I mean, I would also like that too. Yeah. Because especially, you know, I think people will probably boo Kenny. Oh, because right. they're yeah. like, oh, this was a hangman's moment. Exactly. Because like at first against Jericho, it wasn't his moment. And they're like, this is going to do it for hangman. And then it's not. Then and then when people he would be finally like, oh. gets his moment, it's going to be even bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I see positives. But, yeah. I but think it's good. I'm, they do have time to do a really good job. Another thing, like, still. another, like, detail about that was uh, on the last, no, not the last time, a couple weeks ago, I think when Kenny had his title match with Jungle Boy, Hangman had a match with uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, and he won, and because, like, that match put him to number one mm -hmm. on the rankings, and so, you know, that's like, oh, you know, you're, you know, world title shot, probably. And, you know, because, like, the whole thing's still trying to kind of avoid him. Like, you see him win, and he's, like, happy at first. And then, like, his face is just, like, oh. <laughs> like, his smile goes away, and he's, like, oh, I'm number one on it now. Uh-oh. That means I got to fight like, Just a little detail I liked, but I, I see positives right. in what Simon is saying. All right. Enough of that. MCU talk. We got to talk about Loki, episode four. What Woo! an amazing episode. Oh, my gosh. Now, I will say, I've heard people say, this is the best episode of any MCU show, and I don't agree with that. But it's up the there. The series. It's up there. It's the best of the series, and it's one of the three, four best episodes of any MCU show, uh, any of the Disney Plus MCU shows. Well, no, I mean, these are the only MCU shows. The other Marvel shows aren't canon, they, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, well, it wasn't like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of. But, but not really. It's yeah. I mean, they've. But that was the only one. Yeah, they still haven't confirmed any of that. Like I just okay. saw a thing saying that a, a Marvel director said that anything before these shows isn't part of the MCU. Okay. So at least that's what they were told. But that doesn't mean it can't be written in any time if Kenny right. Kevin Feige wanted. I was say if Ken, he's Kenny Feige, Kenny, Kenny Feige, Kenny, right? <laughs> Kevin Maybe Feige. his friends call him that. Yeah. 
Oh, Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Not Kev. Nope. But yeah, I mean, it was just a really great episode. And and after watching it, like, at first, this, this is what's great about all the shows. I mean, I guess Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't do this as much. But, I mean, it, I know it did. They all, you watch it and you're just kind of like, oh, the episode was great. Right. And then you kind of think a few things and you think that you you got an idea of what's going on. Right. Yeah. But then you start to go. And this is another reason why putting it out weekly is great. But then you start to go, well, wait a second. What if this and what if this and what if this? Or you see something like I watch Beyond the Trailer and I and Grace Randolph says something and I go, "Ooh, wait a second. That's that's a good point. Or I see something on Twitter that somebody, you know, theorized or whatever. And I'm like, ooh. Right. And so I I don't want to go into the whole episode, break it totally down. Spoilers, though. Spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. But there are certain things. So, you know, at the beginning when they show uh, Sylvie when she's Loki as a kid and they come and take her. And I was saying to you guys after we watched the episode, because Sylvie was asking uh, Renslayer at towards the end, like, what was my nexus event? Why did you take me? And Renslayer says, I don't remember, just to kind of dig at her. And it was a cruel line and it was awesome. But I was saying to you guys, like, she didn't do anything. They just took her. Mm-hmm. They just take all these people. But then I'm like, well, that she could have done something. You know, now maybe it's just because she's, maybe she's the only female Loki and that was wrong. Maybe she's she was a good Loki. Maybe she was like the only good Loki. Cause you Maybe because you s- have the, that scene. It was kind of, you know, upbeat. She was just, you know, it's sunny days. She, she was just, just sitting there playing with just, toys. Yeah, it's just good field type of scene. Exactly. So maybe And she, then they come in. Yeah, and they just take her. It was just a quick scene where she's just sitting there playing with toys. And they just walk out and just take her. You know, and then she also seems very innocent. Like she's asking that that one guy's getting, you know, abused or whatever and and she's like help him and but okay there were still a couple problems i had with the episode like how quickly she escaped and she got the that when she used the time thing and she used it like no problem i'm like that was one thing i noticed i was like oh okay she just loki loki how long it took him a minute it didn't take him a long time but it didn't take him 15 seconds (laughs) like she was just in front of the judge and she you know grabbed the thing and yeah and bolted so so there that was the, this this is the reason why like when people when people say it's the best episode that they've done on any show I'm like no there were problems but there you can forgive them yeah like the fight scene at the end was garbage <laughs> I'm like this is a really bad fight you know this this battle is really awful but it it opened the show the episode opened so many you know possibilities and it just had so many great moments that, like I said, you can you can forget about that stuff and not let it bother you. So, uh, there was a lot of shocking moments, like you know, so Mobius finds mm. Loki. So, so Loki and Sylvia are about to die on Lamentus One, and they're kind of having basically a romantic moment. And you're like, you're falling in love with yourself because Sylvia is a Loki. Yeah, technically, but. But he's clearly falling. They're they're clearly falling for each other. I shouldn't just say he's falling for her. And that causes an event because they're at an apocalypse event. So 
They don't know where they are, but that causes an event that because they're falling in love and that's like, uh, what? Mm-hmm. Like they can't love each other. And so the TVA finds them and they take them back and they, and then starts the, uh, interrogations and all that stuff. And we find out that when Sylvie enchants people that they get glimpses of their past. Cause as you know, we found out in the last episode, they're all variants mm-hmm. and that's what happened to C20. She was, when she was saying it was real, it was real, her memories. So now she knows. And then she had a enchanted, uh, B15 Hunter B15. And so she was starting to see things. So she was asking Loki, you know, I mean, Mobius, what, did Loki tell you? And he was like, oh, just that, you know, everything the TVA is telling us is a lie. And that hit home with her. Mm-hmm. And and it did kind of with Mobius because he knows something fishy is going on. So that just leads to some things. And in the end, obviously, you know, Mobius figures it out. So he's not, I mean, he doesn't totally figure it out on his own, but he knows he needs to trust Loki. So they're going to go. But he kind of figured it out on his own. Yeah, I mean, he pieced some things together, but he he still needed Loki's yes, help, right? To you know, even though Loki wasn't always being completely helpful, yeah, <laughs> you know, trying to be willingly. Mobius is really good at getting; he's really good at getting what he wants out of Loki. Yeah, and so then Mobius gets pruned, <laughs> and you're just like, "What? That sucks." Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and I mean, there's lots of interesting, great details that happen and all that. But basically, Renslayer is going to take Loki and Sylvie in front of the timekeepers. And so they go and, you know, so we see the timekeepers. Early episode, she had gone and visited them. You just kind of see them ominously sitting in the back. They're glowing eyes. Yeah. And so it looks pretty (laughs) cool. And then they get to this scene and they look a little weird. And you're just like, what's going on? And then there's the bad. Fight I saw scene. one comparing one of them to the one character from the, the Lorax. I was just his... gonna say that. I was gonna say one of the Doctor Seuss things. Yep, one yep. of them looked like a Doctor Seuss character. And a bad fight scene happens, and you know Loki and Sylvie defeat people, and then she chops one of the timekeepers' heads off, and it's it's a robot. Robot. And so robot. It's like who's who's running the TVA? Who created all this? You know, and obviously, you know what I'm thinking? Kang, 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 Kang. <laughs> you know? Kang, 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 Kang. It's Kang. It's Kang. It's gonna be Kang. Will we see him in the show? You know, I honestly I don't think so. I think you're only gonna Maybe get... at the end for like you're... a split second, but I, don't know. I most... just think you're getting a name drop of some sort and you might not even get that though. It might just, it might just be that Renslayer is the connection to Kang on the show and then you get her later with when, Kang yeah. in, in uh, Ant-Man or Multiverse of Madness because I heard Multiverse of Madness has changed a lot from what they originally were going to do because they had a different person signed up to either write it I think write it and after they were filming Loki and stuff Kevin Feige liked what that writer was doing so much that he replaced the other writer and he put the other guy in multiverse of madness and so things have changed because he just loved what he was doing so and so you know maybe kang shows up in that you know i mean who knows things have changed a little bit so but anyway so one of the things that sylvie didn't do was 
she didn't prune Renslayer when she could have. And so after they find out that they're robots and they're trying, they're kind of like, she's like, oh, I've, you know, spent my whole life to get here and they're not even, you know, real basically. And then Loki's like, who created, you know, the TVA? And then she's like, you know, what are we going to do? And so then he's going to tell her his feelings. So he grabs her by the shoulders and he's getting ready to, and Renslayer prunes him from behind. And that sounds bad. <laughs> it's not what I meant. Move on. But pause. I said it. So he got pruned from behind. <laughs> Let's like, just no, accept it. it again. Just accept it. All right. Just it's not as um, it, it, well. It's bad because now you know, it is. You know, but it wasn't as bad until I made it bad. So now you know, it's bad. It's worse now. That's like a Kevin Smith moment. <laughs> Kevin Smith does that all the time. He says something and he's like, "That sounded way." Dirtier than I wanted. Oh it to my gosh! <laughs> my Kevin Smith moment right there. So, and then uh, Sylvie gets the best of Renslayer, you know. And you, you know, you're like Loki's gone. Loki can't be dead, right? And so uh, Renslayer tells Sylvie, you know, just you know, kill me. And she's like, No, you're gonna tell me everything. And then that's where the episode ends. But then at first, there's an end credit scene. The first one, Loki, always episode four, right? Yeah, we get our end credit scenes, and Loki wakes up. You just you see Loki. He wakes up, and he's just kind of like, "What?" And then he says, "What's he say? Am I in hell?" You know, he, he first out, and then he said, "Am I dead?" Am I dead? And then a voice says, what, "No, not yet, but you will be." And then it pans over, and you have three, actually four. Yeah, four different That's Lokis. Right. You have like old man Loki, and like the original Loki <laughs> in the you comic got accurate kid Loki. You got alligator Loki, <laughs> and then you have the black Loki Thor hybrid looking thing. You're like, is he a Loki who became the god of thunder instead of the god of I, mischief? I, I just caught, I like, threw out there like him and Thor just like kind of swap weapons in that reality. Like Thor uses, uh, you know, Loki's magic. And yeah, his magic knives. and like knives and whatever and Loki uses a hammer. He's Thor god of mischief and he's Loki god of thunder. Yeah. Know? So uh-huh. And it's just and that's the end of the episode and you're just like, "What is episode 5 going to bring us?" It's going to be awesome. And you just yeah. It and and also it makes you wonder, okay, is Mobius dead? Or did yep. Mobius end up somewhere else? Is pruning not mean death? You know, we always assumed it was you die. But Loki didn't die. So did Mobius die. We're going to find out, right? And hopefully not because he's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I need more Loki and, and Mobius moments, right? Lokius. And I will say that, you know, episode it, it, episode three, we said it wasn't the best. But there were some callbacks that make episode three a little bit better. But also I started to like sylvie more because i was kind of like eh, you know we were talking about like she's not she doesn't really act like a loki is she a loki but part of that reason is what she was taken when she was younger mm-hmm. and then she lived her whole life kind of running not being raised by odin and hanging around with thor and doing all of that stuff she was trying to survive in these apocalyptic places on the timeline she's not going to be like loki so you know, things like that make you, oh, okay, that's bad. There was a specific thing that I, I was going to call back to episode three, but I, 
I forgot. See, I need to make notes. <laughs> you need to do what I do. I try to go on this great memory of mine, and it don't work because it's not a great memory. But yeah, I mean, episode four was, it was really good. Was I haven't great. watched it the second time yet. I Oh man, I got to watch it the second time. Maybe, maybe tonight. Maybe. maybe me and your mother will watch it tonight. So oh, what an episode. Yes, it it was great. Great series. So much oh, just so much good stuff coming up. Speaking of good stuff coming up, Black Widow is almost upon us. A lot of the reviews have come out and it's getting 83% on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% positive reviews. And you know, I've I've heard some negative things about it. I think we talked about it last week. I watched Grace Randolph's Beyond the Trailer. And it's not that she was, you know, saying the movie was bad or anything because it wasn't, it wasn't like the review review. It was more just her kind of saying, oh no, I think it was a review. She was just telling people, you know, these are things that she thinks could be, you know, that people could have a problem with. But one of the things I'm hearing mostly that is bothering me is like, I, I saw a review on the Rotten Tomatoes that it gave it a, you know, it gave it a rotten score and it said, this doesn't give you a feeling of closure or anything or or a character it doesn't help round out her character arc and i'm thinking first of all i don't think that's true because and i haven't even seen it yet but infinity war and endgame finish out her arc yeah perfectly this is just something that kind of shows other things that we didn't get to see it's not really about closure it's just being it's able just to see her one more time and get see her one more time. You Plus, got. you know, yeah, I say the adventure you never got something, you know, you kind of wanted to see for the Black Widow character, a film for her. Exactly. You want that's kind of what this is really movie. about. It's not really about, you know, send off. You wanted to see more about because the they already Red did room. that. You wanted to know about the Red Room, you know, where she came from and just her doing her thing, <laughs> you know, that's what this movie is about. If you're trying to put it, everything, you know, the whole fate of the MCU on her, it's like, or on this movie, it's like, it's ridiculous. But yeah. Kevin Feige has said that this is a huge movie for the MCU. And I mean, I think it's a huge movie regardless. It's like, if you love that character, then you should just support the movie. And then, you know, and I think, I think all those people will, but... I just think people are going in it with expectations that they don't need to have. Like you don't need to put the weight of the world on this movie. Like you have to realize what it is and realize that that's great. Like, you know, some people don't like the Ant-Man movies and yeah, they're not the best, but I love them. Yeah. And we paid to see them and well, not, I didn't see the first one in theaters bottom, you know what I've watched both of them, you know, over, five times each easily <laughs> you know and i could definitely even though i even have i haven't seen this movie with yelena belova being introduced with red guardian being in it and with taskmaster i i know i'm gonna be watching this movie numerous times yeah you know it just has to be decent and i think it's gonna be better than decent so i'm excited about that and yeah Get anything else to to say? Are you excited? I, I'm ready for Black Widow. It's right. it's been a long time coming. Get hype, man! Get hard. I guess Black we should Widow. mention uh, fourth quarter. Yeah. Bucks are 
putting a hurting on the yeah. Hawks. 94 to 72. Still 11 minutes to go. Crazier things that happened. The the Blazers did blow a 19 point lead in the fourth quarter against the Lakers. So no, I was down 19. Uh oh. There you go. Hawks had a three. But it's over. Atlanta's winning. <laughs> it's a- so you know if ah hey if the Bucks wow. finish it off and they did it the last two without Giannis, well congratulations. And Butthole said maybe he's a little bit better coach than I give him credit for. But we got to see what happens in the finals. But you know. Hopefully Atlanta right. comes back, but it doesn't look like that's the case. Yeah, it's not looking good. You have an unhealthy, not 100% Trey Young. So that's, that's going to be tough. Congrats to them for getting this far, though. But yeah, congrats, Milwaukee. I'm just giving it to you now. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining our multiverse. We'll see you again soon. Peace out.